Joe. He's the front man. He's gonna be sent. He's gonna be answering everything. Why just Joe? I'm kidding. Guitar, bass, drums, and dreams. <laughs> Rave of me. <laughs> yeah, episode seven, seven of the Seen Unheard podcast. Pat, Joe, and Evan of Rave of Me, gentlemen. Hello, hello. <laughs> so you. Elephant in the room, you used to be honey. So, and I know that happened like this spring, right? You changed your name. It did. I actually just found the old poster that I made for the flyer. So, I think I read, I think you talked to City Paper about why you changed your name, but give me the full rundown as to why you went from honey to Rave of Me. I can say too many honeys out there. They're just as time goes on, and we're still kind of only known in Pittsburgh. Because um, we have been touring a couple, like probably like a year and a half leading up to the name change and to put a record out, but there was another Honey in New York that was touring and kind of doing the same thing, but on a little bit bigger scale. Then another Honey popped up literally like in Baltimore. LA. Like the week that we decided that we should probably change our name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's one in LA too. There's there's LA, DC, New York. Jeez. Uh, and those, well, are just, yeah. those are just the markets that we had run into them there's probably uh-huh. on Bandcamp. if you look up honey there's like maybe 50 plus oh yeah let's not forget that they're all a three-piece like rock band <laughs> they're all rock bands too <laughs> yeah it's by kinda, and large it's kind of eerie yeah that is weird there, the la one who spells it like the winnie the pooh way is okay. like a synth pop band but winnie every the winnie the pooh way they spell it h-u-n-n-y like how pooh bear has it on his honey pot i forgot about that yeah mm-hmm. well now now you don't isn't um, one of the ends backwards too Definitely. <laughs> I don't know if they could finagle that on a keyboard, but I'm sure it's possible. I don't know. Anything's possible these days. Yeah, it's probably like a Control-Alt thing with that. <laughs> Control-Alt. Yeah. Okay, so what is... How did you come up with Rave of Me? That's a pretty specific... Does it mean anything? What is... Is it a rave? Like, is that a, a thing? The band name came from... After probably... Maybe two months of deliberation over... A bunch of horrible names. Nice. Like what? Do you remember them? Evan has a couple, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, Well, first, there was the idea to, like, do it, to do the word honey in, like, a different language, language, which Joe was... That's kind of cool. Joe was kind of going for that one, and I was like, hell no. And then I wanted to call us um, push-up daisies, and then everyone else was like, hell no. It's, It's pretty emo. Yeah, there's a n- bunch of available <laughs> names now. Um, you know, One-Eyed Jacks, Mighty Mouse, Sleeper. Um, Sle- Sleeper's definitely yeah. is, is a band. <laughs> Beat the Devil, Girl Interrupted, that sort of stuff. Girl, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just lists. Names. Just lists in weird ways. Pat wanted to name us after a beer, but I, I won't go there. Gans it. Gans it. <laughs> <laughs> two and months of deliberation of that. I feel like I would just get too anxious and just be like, you know, we're just going to go with this one. Like, I'm, I'm tired of thinking about it. Well, we, we really didn't have a choice. We I think we settled on the name a week before the release show. Mm-hmm. We, about, we yeah. knew that we had to change the name. That was yeah. also kind of uh, a, st- a stipulation to signing with Mizra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, we, we settled on the fact that we were going to change the name far before we knew what the name change was. Okay. So Even, like, yeah, the show was a week away. We booked the, we booked the show before we changed the band name. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's ballsy. Yeah. It's, 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 good, it's good productive pressure, I would say. It really was, yeah. It made us have to do it, which was good. 
And you guys are all three from Pittsburgh, correct? Yes. Good old Monroeville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so is that where you met? Did you guys grow up together? We did. Yeah. 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 Pat is like, we're all probably between five and ten minutes away from, like, our houses, our parents' houses. Pat is, like, right in the middle of Joe and I. I'm, like, mm-hmm. on the border of Monroeville and Plum, mm-hmm. and then Joe's on the border of Monroeville and Marysville, and then Pat's, like, smack dab in the middle of okay. that. So, like, we, growing up, we rehearsed at my house, though, um, in my parents' basement, and that's, like, where Mock Pop was written. And then we all graduated school and then moved in, to our Bloomfield house together for two years, the Hive, and mm-hmm. now we're kind of all at our own spots. But yeah, we've always been in very close proximity of one another. We're keeping the dream alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how long have you been playing together? If you grew up together and now you're you guys perform together? Joe and I started in like sixth, seventh grade. Started playing together. Yeah. Yeah, we like. I've always had Pat okay. in bands with me. We always played in the same bands. Yeah. Just because. There's there's a symptom where it's like impossible to find like what a bass player in any band I think I think everyone wants to play guitar yeah so I I picked Pat up early and, and people then, have trouble yeah. singing but you ne- were never afraid to go for it <laughs> yeah it's true so yeah. naturally we just found a good working relationship That's it's lucky. true yeah 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 for better or worse <laughs> we're tied together. Yeah, I was gonna, well, I was going to follow that through saying that Pat, Evan and I were on the swim team together. Yeah. We were little ah. kids. So. It's a great story. <laughs> and then Evan and Joe used to play in a band. Joe played bass in a band while Evan was drumming. And that, that's kind of how they mm-hmm. got yeah. their thing going. Okay. That was a high school band. High school band. Middle, really a middle school band that made it one year into high school. It was, it was like a seventh and eighth grade endeavor for me, a little bit of freshman year. And I joined in high school when they were... Fully matured. <laughs> Fully matured, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go through those awkward, like, eighth grade years. Oh, when they're, God. Yeah. Everything's fine after eighth grade anyway. Exactly. It gets better. <laughs> yeah. It gets better. <laughs> it definitely gets better. But, yeah, um, I would... I was playing in that band with Joe, and I was super unhappy with the setup. So with, angsty. Yeah, I know. It really matched our um, musical progression, too, you know. Uh-huh. But Joe and I ended up... Um, working on some songs together um, when that project ended, just him and I, mm-hmm. yeah. um, with Joe on the guitar and me playing drums. And then, like, I really wanted to flush it out and, like, obviously give it a low end. And I told Joe that I thought Pat was the guy to do it. And then we just did it. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. There, here you are. There you are, actually. See you. And I went to college with Evan, and I remember you guys, it might have even been before, well, so when did you start playing Cleveland shows? I remember seeing you at the Grog, and I saw you at Happy Dog. Yeah. Was it was that because you went to school there, and it was just easier yeah. to book shows there? Yeah. Um, our first show ever that wasn't in Pittsburgh was at the Grog Shop, which is crazy. Um, That's, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I, I started interning there my... Was it my like soft or my junior year of college? Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so I started working there, and I... It's still probably the coolest job I've ever had. Um, and my boss, Kathy Blackman, who is a real-life angel, um, she was like, yo, I've got this Friday night open. I know you play in a band. Like, do you guys want to do it? And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And it was really, really fun, really fun show. We were, like, 20 years old. There was a ton of friends who came out to see us who were, like, hanging from the rafters, and we had never played a show like that in Pittsburgh. And we're like, oh, my God, we can, like 
play fun shows not in our hometown and kind of uh, escalated from there. But yeah, first show ever was at the Grog Shop outside of Pittsburgh. Pretty awesome. pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, it's a stage that uh, a lot of people aren't even fortunate enough to play ever. So like I, I feel very humbled that we were able to do that. For sure. you know? Were you you were already Honey at that point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then Mock Pop came out. Mock Pop came out last summer. Yeah. And you recorded that where? 2017. We recorded it in Stroudsburg, Virginia at Handsome, um, Dance. At Handsome Dance, which uh, is not a real studio. It's okay. far from it. It's a really, really tiny cabin that can house really up to four people, but we had 12 people with us on the trip. It was very tight. Um, we, rec we tracked it instrumentally in like five days and then we brought it home to Pittsburgh and like did the vocals and like the rest yeah. of the guitars and yeah. stuff. But yeah, it was that was two years ago in October. So and then I it came out that, last year. I remember that release show. That was so fun. And I love that record too. Thanks. So much. Thank you. Oh yeah, no, I listen to it just in my car sometimes. That's cool. No, I love it. That's awesome. I always love it when people tell me they actually listen to the record. Yeah. You know, is that the point? Like, yeah, it is. Certainly yeah, the point, still, but I always you, you know, don't expect people to be like, you yeah, don't. I, just, I just had you bumping the record like your record the other day, it sounds great. It's, it's like, like like, I know cool. my dad listens to the record. Yeah, like he's pretty like much that. obligated to. No one else is obligated to listen Seriously. to anything that I do. No so. one's ever obligated to listen to anything. But I also Our feel parents are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They are. But that's that's, that's truly that's because I like I put their hands in a vice whenever I hand them the record and yep. I like start twisting it and I'm like you know listen to it right. Yeah. I also feel like it's very uncommon with how many apps are out there. <laughs> We're currently talking on an app right now, but. Um, so meta. It is, but like I mean, singles—it's so popular just to stream the song or just to like you know like fast forward to like the chorus and see if you like it. And yeah. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's not as common anymore to listen to like full albums or like just in one sitting or just in one you know. Totally agree with you. Yeah, I think that I was literally just talking to Donnie from Dino Soul about this, like probably two weeks ago mm. so I ran into her and we were saying the same exact thing mm. like people are more often likely to listen to a single than an album right you know so it's kind of yeah it's a I don't know I kind of feel like in some ways we're kind of back in this weird 1960s thing where you just gotta like put out singles just over and over again and then the record is sort of like its own thing and maybe people will listen to it but like they're more often to listen to the singles like think about like the Beatles yeah who like put out you know Two records a year and then singles the whole time and people just remember the singles and no one knows the records like your average person knows like love me do That's or fair. like i don't know um strawberry fields forever mm -hmm. and these are like all singles not really on a record That's fair. yeah yeah so it's interesting we kind of backtracked while also moving forward in this weird new way well so was there is that true then for Blue Narcissus? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah, is that, because I mean, that's kind of like, there's what, is that an EP? There's just two songs on it, right? That's a single. Yeah, yeah. That's a single. We, yeah. yeah. That was kind of, we knew that changing the name, we had to put out new music immediately with it. You know, it was definitely um, like a timely thing. Yeah. I felt like if you're going to change your band name, like you have to make it as big of an event as humanly possible. Yeah. So... Um, Blue Narcissus was a song that we were sitting on for such a long time. It was like written 
probably the week before we left to go track Mock Pop, and we're like, should we throw this on the record? Like, should we actually do it? And we're like, no, nah, like, this is the first song yeah. for the next record. It's and then, so good. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good. It's, it's probably one that we're probably most proud of that one. But um, then Joe had this song that he has been playing to us forever, which ended up being, like, the B-side of that single called Rotted, Rotted Fruit. Rotted Fruit, okay. And... It definitely was like never gonna be an album cut because we never wanted to work on it and we built it like we just kind of ended up building it in the studio. You really just uh, deflated my ego right there. <laughs> well you kept playing it and we we're like, yeah, well another time. It's like shut me up. Just record it already. Yeah. And, <laughs> Put it uh, as a B side. Yeah, so then we just paired it with Blue Narcissus and we did re record Blue Narcissus for the album because we felt really good about that song. Yeah. Um, for the upcoming record. But Rotted Fruit is just, yeah, that's how it's going to probably exist forever. Okay. So. So your new record, All Great brand, Bands. All Great Bands Break Up. And Brands. That's a great name. And Brands. Yeah. That would be the remix. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm for it. I'm with We can get like a local DJ yeah, out at, yeah, you know at Kativo yeah, or something. Yeah. And we, oh, I know people. Yeah, okay. You, you yeah. know the DJs. Drummers and DJ, we can do that. Yeah, yeah we can just oh, yeah. have a remix of all great bands to all great brands. Yeah, dude. For sure. My brand. <laughs> that that comes out October 19th, right? Yeah. Okay. So is this, so because you changed the name, so you're going for like a different, you had to release new music with the new name. Is there a different sound to this as compared to Mock Pop? I think, you know, it's funny. I was... I've taken a lot of time away from the record since we got the masters back and I actually was listening to it yesterday and I, th I think it very much feels like a sequel to mock pop. It's like the same amount of songs and it's, it's definitely sounds like a three piece rock band. There's very minimal overdubs on it. It's like we tracked it live very quickly, like everything in five days. And, uh, I don't think it's, I, the production value I think is a lot better because it was just a more concentrated effort. Mm. Like, we were in a real studio, as opposed to, like, working in, like, a really non-conducive uh, space to make mock pop. Yeah. And that's not a slight to any of the people who helped us make that record. Sure. We just did it in a space that's conducive for making an album. Yeah. So it just sounds kind of like mock pop on steroids, I think. But it's definitely the same band, you yeah. know? Yeah. Definitely the same band. Mm -hmm. And you went to Nashville for this album, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Goosehead Palace which is uh, a really cool, like, kind of converted garage. Home studio. Home studio. I yes. guess this is, like, a common thing. Uh, in Nashville, they're everywhere. People. If you have a lot of money, you just make your garage a home <laughs> yeah. studio. Yeah, yeah. you buy a big enough house that you don't know what to do with the garage, so and you, you just, just turn it into a studio. And you have the coolest gear ever from, like, the 60s and 70s. Absolutely. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool. And then, we, yeah, we worked with some great people. Adam Meisterhands from Roswell Kid, the lead guitar player of that band. Mm -hmm. And then Justin Francis, who's just been doing a lot of great production and engineering work down there. Pittsburgh native. He's yeah. a Pittsburgh native too, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, he also mastered our record. Adam produced it, um, and then Justin engineered and mastered it. And yeah, they did a real knock-up job. It's That's great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great working with them. Nice. I'm, uh, I am such a big fan of your album artwork never disappoints. There's... The one for um, the single Blue Narcissus, there's just like an assortment of like collectibles all over the place. You have those like the, the lettered, uh, it's like the before balloon letters became like a big thing. <laughs> just like the the shiny letters 
yeah. spelling out the band name. No, it's so fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you like that. Album artwork is. Like, I feel like yeah. it shouldn't go un unrecognized. I don't know. That shouldn't just be the three of us staring into a camera. Yeah. <laughs> you can have some fun. Even with though it. The, yeah. the last album, like this newest album, we're it is likely not staring into the camera. We're all looking away from it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only album cover we've had with a photo of us on it. We thought that. We're not really big on doing that. We kind of all, like, I do admire records that have the band members on it because they do look really cool when you pull it off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we were, like, looking at, like, pictures of the Kinks and, like, mm -hmm. Bob Dylan's and the band's uh, record, the Basement Tapes, trying to emulate sort of that sort of stuff. That's and, cool. Yeah. I'd always imagine it'd be so, I mean, that's not never a problem I have because I'm not a musician publicly, but... I feel like it'd be so awkward to pose for like album artwork, like a photo shoot of any sort. Mm -hmm. Like it just is that strange? I don't. That'd be a dumb question. But, like I just find it so photo shoots are so weird. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. I you know you get you go through literally hundreds of pictures from the shoot, and you're very happy if you get three that you're like, yeah, this could possibly be it. Like we were g going through the entire role that Shauna who shot. Um, all the promos for this upcoming album cycle yeah. and all the potential album covers yeah. for, and I would say 98% of them were like, no, 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 you know? <laughs> like they felt either like so contrived and try hard and, you know, then you stumbled up upon one that you're like, okay, like that'll work, that'll yeah. work. And then you yeah. let it sink, sink in with you for a minute. You're like, no, if like you, it's, you know, obviously impossible to be objective about your own art, but if you can like, kind of remove yourself from it be like that's okay i like it yeah uh it's tough it's, it was, it's super tough it's really tough yeah literally the same thing for mock pop which doesn't even have us on the cover yeah <laughs> the right cake angle yeah it was the right angle yeah. of the cake the yeah. lights and sliding those different like gels in front of the cameras like oh. millimeters at a time it's, oh my god yeah it's just like yeah well luckily we don't have to we're not really in charge of that we always we've always used shauna miller to help us out with that stuff so yeah she Thank is God a, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, photographers, they have their own thing mm -hmm. they have to do. So we just, <clears throat> thankfully, step away from that. We just have to either present the idea. Yeah, approve it. Yeah, and approve it. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically it. Present yeah. the idea and be like, okay, that looks good. Yeah. 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 So do you have a tour coming up for this album? Yeah, we're leaving, we're leaving on Friday for about a week. Um, uh, so our September run is just like a, a quick little East Coast run. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maryland, D.C., New York, uh, Jersey, Philly. Um, we have a couple dates in Jersey, which will, which will be awesome. Um, and all the commutes from stop to stop are short, so like I'm really fortunate that we'll be able to spend a lot of the time in the city, and you know we'll worry about the show at night. But I think if anything, I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah. We're all just trying to have fun on this trip, and we actually, for the first mm -hmm. time ever, are having our friend come on the road with us to help us, kind of like TM and Summer. help us drive and, and do merch right. and it's going to be a huge game changer <laughs> which we've never had before Eric Johnson <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I was about to name drop man gotta do the name drop and then uh, October we're going to do about two weeks mid-October and then the, the release show in Pittsburgh will kind of be like the tour homecoming nice so That's that'll awesome. be awesome yeah. yeah you guys how often do you tour I mean you play locally quite a bit I feel like you're gaining quite a bit of ground in Pittsburgh, from what I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that um, once this record comes out, that that's really going to come to a halt with shows locally. Because, um, you know, 
we, we have done a lot of shows in Pittsburgh and they've all been amazing. And I think each one is special in its own way, regardless of how many people come. Um, you know, the bands you play with and the relationships you make with the people who book the show and the venues and, and the bands, they're all super important. You know, I would tell any young band who's starting out in Pittsburgh, like, take as many shows as you can for a long time until you finally feel comfortable starting to step back and be like, okay, maybe we can be a little bit more selective now. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in a pretentious way at all. Oh. It's just, you know, Pittsburgh at the end of the day is still a small town and it's not New York and LA and you do kind of hit your quota with how many shows you can do locally until you learn, okay, it's time to step back. I'm personally, and I know Joe, Pat and I talk about this a lot, like it's always very exciting when there's like a band younger than us who's starting to get recognition locally. Cause I think for a while that was us. And a lot of our best who people who've become our best friends were our peers who are older than us and more experienced playing shows locally. And I'm very much looking forward to even younger bands starting to come out in the scene and for us to kind of be like the old guys on the bill. You know, I think that's a very exciting thing for sure. in the next couple of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in this last year you underwent, so it'll be, a little over a year, two records and a name change. So, I mean, that's impressive. But, like, have, do you feel like your experience in Pittsburgh has changed? I mean, that's, that's a lot to... I mean, Evan touched on it a little bit, but, like, has it changed since you were honey? Slightly. We're not doing a lot of, like, uh, Wednesday or Thursday shows playing at, like, midnight to, like, yeah. half-empty rooms, you know? We're getting... We're doing, like, you know, cooler shows, yeah. that we'd say. But uh, other than that, no, I wouldn't... I really don't have much to say. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that yeah, the volume of gigs has decreased significantly, like Pat just mentioned, just where you would just play a bunch of local shows to people. Because, uh, yeah, you definitely got to build up your local following before you really can do anything, which is just like a fact, I guess. You know, Then you get the confidence to be able to go out and tour and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel very fortunate that we have so many people that even know who the hell we are, you know, and we have like this really nice scene in Pittsburgh here, this music scene. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, put out two records, changed the name. I mean, yeah, a lot has happened over the course of a year and there's still a lot more to come. So I definitely think that we're constantly in a state of flux. So things are always changing. Yeah. There's yeah. never any comfortability <laughs> or slowing down. Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. We like work. Good. I feel like you have to like work if you want to be anything, really. But Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Even I was the last, about that even the last three weeks, we've just been like kind of not like doing much, hanging out, and it's like, when's tour coming? Like, I haven't played a show in like a month. I'm getting like, yeah, getting jittery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll feel good though once you finally. Oh yeah, for sure. Where I know we're all. The mic. Now we're all looking forward to yeah. Friday. Sure. So okay, the. The bio. Oh yeah, guitars, guitar, bass, drums, and dreams. So what are the dreams? What's the what's the goal? What's the vision? My goal is um, in twenty years I want to be able to sell out Howlers. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. That's I, such a lofty goal, though. I you know we're taking slow steps to get there, but I know that we can do it. Wait, I say that with love. I actually love Howlers. That is it's not, not sarcastic. It's not Howlers sarcastic. Is awesome. Yeah, no. I I don't know. I think I that I appreciate that. It was a cheesy question. So no, no, no. I you know, my question or my answer to your question um 
even in the last like six months has changed like significantly like the band will be what it is and there's I feel significantly less pressure on ourselves than I did like a long time ago because at the end of the day like you start it for fun and that has to be the reason it continues and you you can't you know whatever it becomes it becomes and whatever it doesn't become you know it's the same mentality I think that's the way to have the healthiest relationship with it is to take it for what it is I don't really have any dreams with it I just I want to never say that we missed an opportunity um, like I always want to push it as far as we can push it but I don't want to push it to the point where I hate it you know, right. I know exactly. and I six months ago I would have been like no like you have to hit this spot by this time for a successful career but like we're all still we just all turned 25 and I think that we're still incredibly naive to how it all works so me personally and I think I could probably speak for Joe and Pat with all of our different perspectives varying a little bit slightly but just having fun with it is so important and I think it's very easy to lose sight of that especially when people locally do start to take a liking to your band and you can start to feel this weird kind of pressure like maybe we can get out of Pittsburgh maybe we can be successful and play big shows on the road but you know as long as you're having fun and it feels organic and right I think that's what's most important well said yeah for sure mm -hmm. I would just add to the dream part I think that we're all kind of living it right now I mean we just got to go down to Nashville for a week and just take in all that Plus, we've opened up for some bands that like we really admire and respect, and mm -hmm. you know, even a year off from this, it would have been like, oh, we got to play at Stage A with like Wolf Alice, and then you know, yeah, just locally yeah. and totally. going going to all these different places on the road, whether they're venues or DIY spots. It's just like meeting all like these other great musicians yeah. and cool people who are doing a lot and not necessarily getting recognized for it, but just like right. having a good time. Yeah. So I think I think the dream is like right now, having nice. a lot of fun. Right on. Amen. True that. <laughs> a yeah. moving tribute from no, Joe. It's amazing. To, to, to Pat's point, you know, many of the best bands and the most captivating performances we have ever seen that, like, we've talked about ad nauseum are small shows that were unheard of bands played to 15 people in a room, and it just, it blew you away, yeah. you know? So I, I think that there's something to be said about that, and uh, it's cool. It's very, very cool. So where can people find you? Where can they follow you? Listen to you? All of that. Facebook. Band Instagram's really awesome. And then we have a band camp and Spotify. <laughs> and we have a Twitter. And I it's me. It's it's only me. And it's like my it's, just, it's really bad. Yeah, Twitter. I don't have it, Twitter. It, I've never got into it. it I've never got into it. Yeah, but you we are on Twitter too, don't forget. No, don't do it. Twitter's a terrible place. I can't one? believe it's still free. <laughs> I really can't believe that that's that's still there's so it's free just thing. Sometimes I love it, sometimes I really hate it. Yeah. It depends on what I see. Yeah, see, like, I have a thing about social media where you're just able to, like, regurgitate whatever crap you have spewing in your mind at all times. Yeah. And, like, I just uh, kind of don't like that because, I mean, I do that enough around my friends and they, like, express <laughs> enough disgust towards me for that. So <laughs> I'd hate to do that to, like, the public at large that I can do Bad. that. Yeah. Yeah, we have a reputation to uphold. <laughs> <laughs> we really do, yeah. <laughs> so, what's your, so do you use Instagram a lot? Uh, yeah. the band? I mean, yeah. As the social media coordinator for the band? Honestly, I am. Is the social media coordinator. There you go. So what's the handle? It's just at Rave Me. Right? Rave Me with three eyes. Three yeah. is, is all of ours. Rave Me. Rave Me. <laughs> it, what, the real story is because 
I think for every social media site other than one, I could have had just the regular Rave Amoeba on one of the handle sites that handle was taken. Oh. And, I really, name, and I really right? wanted I really wanted conformity. <laughs> is that real? Yeah, Who else um, is using someone's, Rave Amoeba? It was like someone's name. The internet is just, it runs deep. It does. There had to be... It could be some, but, yeah. it it's could some, be someone's it's name. Some man out there named Rav Ayami. <laughs> Yami, Rob Yami has a. Damn it, Rob. <laughs> yeah. You can imagine after like being fed up with honey and all the Google search problems yeah. and handle problems <laughs> that one dude gets yeah. in the way of. Just three eyes and call it. Just three eyes. <laughs> Just three eyes. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for talking to me. Hey. I'm excited fun. for the new record. Thanks so much. Yeah. 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 We're excited love. for people to hear it. And the release show, it's its spirit, right? It's actually at Kativo. It's at Kativo? Yeah, October 20th. Yeah. Yeah. the script. Wow. Um, yeah, we're, and we're flipping it it's, this time. it's actually a dual release show with the legendary Pittsburgh rock band Talkers. Yeah. And they're releasing their record Dive. Um, it's their first show in about 15 months, I, I think. Wow. So you can't it, miss it. You can't you miss really it. Can't. So we're releasing our record uh, the same day as theirs, and they're like our first like Pittsburgh band friends which is amazing yeah. it feels really really good to do it with them that's yeah, so full circle that's so yeah. cool yeah, it's awesome. they actually yeah, yeah. it's They're so funny the years. first time we ever played it Spirit um, they had no business opening up for us but they did and this it just feels amazing to be able to like do this tour homecoming release show yeah. with them and then we're super lucky to have Jack Swing yeah, getting the show exactly. kicked off we talked so much about the local music this whole podcast but really like that's that's hitting it like the vein right there yeah you know because we got so many friends and so many bands and those are like some of our closest friends in these bands yeah. and it's yes. really it's really coming full circle as if things have changed and i mean we're lucky that we get to play with talkers and do this dual release show when like the first show that we had in <laughs> pittsburgh that had like any sort of buzz about it was because talkers put us yeah. on the bill with them yeah you know and let us go on last yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and then and i think they played the last show that they played too we did we did play yeah. their last yeah. show with them we have a lot to yeah we're the we're the admittedly the worst band on that bill but it's okay i like the humility i like it it's, it's not humility it's just the truth <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks guys thanks, we'll see baby. you on the 19th thanks so much Hell yeah. <laughs>